1: Hello folks, welcome to episode 171 of The Hungry Gamers. I am your favorite substitute host, Salim Abraham, and I am joined today by my favorite Hungry Gamer, the the only one I ever liked, uh, Miss Ali Hart, all the way from California. Hello Miss Ali Hart, how are you today? I
0: am good, thank you, Sam.
1: <laughs> you know what, I, I think, I forgot that we're not, we, we are powered by 8bit.net and Audio Technica. We yeah, are. That is Just official. Just in case I missed that.
0: That is a consistent yeah, with us. that is official. <laughs> oh, this is a, this is a great start, fill-in host. This is such a good. Start. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I'm I'm wondering if I should redo it, but I won't. I think I think this is fine. We can roll with it.
0: <laughs> Solid gold.
1: Solid gold. <laughs> yeah. How how are you, Ali? What's uh What's happening on your side of the the beautiful world?
0: Well, it's getting colder over here, actually, which I can't believe I'm saying, but I'm actually a little bit happy for. Back to hoodie weather, so...
1: You you missed summer.
0: I know. I had, like, a double up of summer, so by the time I left um, Australia, we had just been getting out of summer, and the summer was extending, like, over to, like, you know... March and April, so the heat was still going on, and then I came to the States, and they were just moving into their summer, so I've had just the longest summer, and I really haven't witnessed, I guess, winter, uh, winter, sorry, um, for quite some time, which is okay, because I hate Sydney winter. It's like my bones ache. Wow. Runny nose and all that business. What's What's
1: a Cali winter meant to be like? Isn't it... Does it snow?
0: Well... I've been well. I've been here for Christmas in winter. Um, it doesn't actually snow, like in the main areas, but um, there's actually some mountain area where it can it can snow. It doesn't always snow, but um, it can snow. So, um, I still haven't seen. It. I've me personally, I've never seen snow in my entire life. Really? So, <laughs> um, maybe maybe now I will. Yeah, I've never. Never touched snow, seen snow. Well, Ali, that makes two
1: of us because I've never seen snow either. Yeah, oh, really? we're just a, a couple of shut-ins.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it was like with all like Australian schools, but I felt like at least within my district that when you hit year six or like yes, year six, yeah, like yeah. everyone would do a snow trip. Like they'd go to like, I don't know, Threadbow or something. Like it was pretty common. And then as soon as I hit year six, they changed it and they set us to a shitty farm.
1: Yeah, I, look, I don't know what to say. I always feel a bit self-conscious about it. I probably don't want to um, go on for this for too long. But yeah, it's it's always something that I get strange looks about when, when I explain to people, I've never seen snow. And they're like, really?
0: Never, never seen, seen snow? snow?
1: Wow. Yeah, it's like, anyway. In stark contrast to uh, where you are at the moment, it is absolutely heating up here in Sydney. And I, for one, could not be happier. Um, it's beach weather, baby. It's finally here. And this is my favorite time of the year. I just feel my mood pick up exponentially, like yeah. always. It's just, I'm a happier person from September to about March. Guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. What
0: is it? What's it that um the sun gives you, like that natural energy, like the sun rays and something?
1: Yeah, vitamin it's D. Like, is
0: it a vitamin D? Yeah. Yeah,
1: vitamin D and happiness in <laughs> ray-like form. Um, yeah. But... I guess that's it for the Hungry Gamers Weather Edition. We'll move on to the gaming segment of the the podcast now, and we've got a whole lot of things to talk about later, including all of the BlizzCon announcements, including a recent a Triple C action against Zenimax, and uh, we may even talk a little bit of shit about uh, Blitzchung and, and Blizzard's uh, really rough apology at the start of BlizzCon. Um, but uh, Ali, tell me, what have you been playing?
0: So I'm still um, feeding the addiction of Minecraft. Thanks a lot, Nato. Um, I am absolutely all in this stupid freaking game. Um, the addiction's real, the dedication's real. I am now being called Trump because I put a giant wall around my base. Um, there was a reason for it though, because anyone that hasn't like played Minecraft recently, there's now Raiders like pillagers like people that will come in and fuck your shit up um awesome and yeah i don't want any of that I i want to protect my animals and my space and everything so i made this giant wall i didn't tell anyone no one really comes to visit anyway which is fine and um yeah and then nato started calling me trump and then benny started calling me
1: Trump. so now you miss allie trump <laughs>
0: Now Miss Ali Trump. Um, oh, no. It's working so far, I'm going to say that. And now I've got a new neighbor. I don't know if I'm going to be ruining his news, but a certain uh, host that's not present is currently playing Minecraft.
1: Well, and nice one. Just actually, be, really. Just, you know, treat, treat, treat your raiders and, and fellow people there with respect. Maybe don't put your hands on them. You can save yourself an inquiry later. Um, the other problem the other <laughs> problem
0: was after building my wall, I I kind of like said into the group chat, does any I, I need weapons. I need to protect myself. And I'm like, oh god, I am America, aren't I? Build a yeah. wall, I need weapons. Oh, yeah.
1: You're fully indoctrinated. You know, um, yeah. Keep the borders open, I say. Um <laughs> so I had a really weird experience with this game recently where I I played it on my mobile for 30 seconds. I jumped yeah. into the same realm, NATO's realm. I broke a couple of things, and then I got put on a timeout.
0: <laughs> I saw what you did, and I'm sorry, but you deserved it.
1: <laughs> I buried the, la- the livestock. I broke a tower. I just, like, four cubes off of it or something. And then I stole some scrolls. And apparently, you the not just and apparently break that just tower, by of- the way.
0: <laughs> you did not just break that tower. You also built something in its I place. A- I drew a dick.
1: I, <laughs> I- <laughs> I have no problem with explaining that part of it. But I just thought I was trying to speed it up, you know, I, speed the story up. <laughs> um, I thought, I, no, I, that's I like a that very you...
0: key part of this story, though, because I just jumped in the realm randomly. I walked past where that tower used to be. I'm like, what happened here? Did something explode? <laughs> and then I like, as I was walking past, I'm like, that's a penis. <laughs> like,
1: it's a penis. It was a penis. Yeah,
0: so, um, and I was really curious who it was, but it makes sense that it was you.
1: Interestingly, uh, you didn't bat an eyelid to when I said buried the livestock. You just went straight to break that, the towel. I,
0: I noticed that as well. The livestock was missing. And I was like, where is it gone?" I just thought it, it would be funny. And I'm like,
1: <laughs> I just thought it would be funny if they walk to where like... Because they had these little pens set up where they kept all the cows mm-hmm. and pigs and stuff. And I thought it would just be funny if they walk there like, where is everything? But they can still hear them. They can still hear like... But the then you didn't know and... that
0: they could suffocate?
1: I didn't know that. I didn't know that. that that's the thing. Um yeah and then but then i tried uh downloading this on my pc only to find that like the version the java version doesn't work with windows 10 version blah Mm blah blah and then i'm like well i just bought this on my mobile surely i can just transfer or whatever to my pc and then it's like no you can't but because i bought it already in 2013 or 14, I can get a Windows 10 thing for free. It took like an hour to figure out and I was just done with it. I was so done with the process. And they don't make it easy. They do not no, make it they easy don't. at all to like figure out what version you need and where to get it and what you're entitled. Anyway. So Yeah,
0: no, we talked about this the other week with Brendan and you know, it's 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 a bit confusing, but yeah. The fact that you can play it on your phone though still absolutely warps my mind.
1: It contr- the controls are so janky. It's, I would assume it's yeah. really not worth playing on your phone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, little screen and everything.
1: Yeah. Motion sickness. Yeah, it's just it just doesn't handle well. I feel like you you need more functions than just the one button they give you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But anyway, what do I know? I'm just a hungry gamer. Are you
0: crazy, <laughs> like an outlaw of the Minecraft West.
1: Uh, so, um, what's what's happening on the dark side of the moon these days?
0: Uh, so Destiny 2 Shadow King, um, it's the Halloween event, which is called the Festival of the Lost. I'm feeling a lot of, um, oh, like, it's a lot of the same. So they do it every year. Um, and I feel like they're really ripping us off because there's a few, like, limited... Well, they say limited edition, but it's time of the year limited. Um, they will release, like, emotes, armor, all that sort of stuff. But then when I went into the, like, Eververse, the shop where you obtain it... They're still asking you to, you know, spend your silver and everything, which is real currency, like real world currency, just to get these not so limited edition things. And I was kind of a bit pissy about it. So I didn't buy anything. Okay. That's my stance. <laughs> That's my stance. And I'm sure they're going to miss it. Yeah. Um, and then in regards to just events, a lot of things where they've done like, they do like paper mache masks of like popular characters in Destiny. So you get to wear these stupid masks for Halloween.
1: That's pretty cool. Um,
0: Yeah, so a lot of the things are doing bounties that require you to wear the masks. and I mean, it's funny, but um, I don't know. I just uh, didn't really get myself too involved this time around because it it felt a lot of the same with, you know, no reward. Sounds like... But they designed... Oh, I was just gonna say they they do great with the tower. The tower looks awesome. Like they decorated all spooky and stuff, and it looks great. It always looks great when they decorate it. But
1: I don't no, know. No, no, no. It sounds like maybe you got uh, more trick than treat there.
0: Oh, definitely, one hundred percent. Like that
1: little Halloween in line. I don't. We didn't. We did Halloween this year, by the way, in Australia. It's more and more prominent. Um, every every year it passes.
0: I was talking um to my American friends about that because I got to have my first i'm gonna call it a real halloween because i actually had halloween in america um and i was explaining that there's this conflict in australia where you know like there's people that are like no it's not our holiday and then there's like people who want to do it because American, you know so
1: yeah i i don't think it's that i think it's weird it's definitely an american thing obviously um Mm. But, it's a pop
0: culture thing right like it we absorb uh, american pop culture in australia and we witness halloween a lot and so like because we witnessed it a lot a lot of people kind of you know they wanton. take it on board like it's a legitimate holiday like i don't know it's like it started I guess with it,
1: the it started with the trashy just 18s that's where it started dressing crazy. up hitting the clubs and then um and then they, they got older and had kids and then now they still want to drink. No, I don't know. But like, it's funny because in Australia we had um, Diwali only like last week and that, which is like a, an Indian celebration. And so it's like, well, why is it um, fine to celebrate that and not fine to celebrate Halloween? Like it's it's just another fun little holiday. It's not like at all the same necessarily Ooh. in terms of its importance, but you know what I mean? It's just, it's a fun thing. Just kids are having fun doing it. everyone likes to dress up i I don't see the harm in it, and you know the candy man makes a lot of money in the meantime, so definitely nice one Cadbury
0: yeah, I don't know. I, I still guess. think it's kind of a bit weird that Australia celebrates it, like even like Mexico doesn't celebrate it. They've got their own. they've got the day of the dead, which is today I think is that but that's
1: good? yeah it's this it's but this also is, like more
0: it's very cultural like day of the Dead. it's very respectful it's a celebration of like you know everyone that's in the afterlife and just remembering them and offering them gifts and everything it's really cool actually i'm noticing like a lot of decorations here so it's really nice
1: yeah it's not just like america's doing dress-ups let's have let's have our own
0: (laughs) yeah america's (laughs) doing dress-ups and asking for free shit yeah
1: (laughs) All right, Ali, well, you've made your voice heard on the Halloween matter. I'm I'm fine <laughs> with it. We'll see what Brendan has to say when he gets back. I'm sure he's got an opinion. Um, I he does. Cool, cool. Uh, anything else this week?
0: No, no. What have you been up to? I,
1: um, I did a bucket list thing this week and finally finished Final Fantasy VII for the first time.
0: Nice. Finish it? Like, for the first time ever? Yeah,
1: yeah, oh. yeah. So, in the past, I've come very close and then just dropped off. Um, but I purchased it on my mobile and I've just been playing it a couple hours a day on my commutes and it's surprisingly a really great way to do it mm. because you can get whole sections done and it feels like you're you're making progress um, at like a very consistent rate uh, and it also handles really well on the mobile which is which is also really good it's it's a it's Final fantasy 7 so I'm not gonna talk about the quality of the game or anything like that but the the ending to me was still kind of a little bit bizarre um knowing the ending do you know the ending do you know the story of it all that no, well i
0: don't think i know this one too well
1: okay in a nutshell there's um there's an evil company who's like sucking the life out of the planet there's a bad guy who's like a science experiment got wrong trying to destroy the planet <laughs> um, he does this by summoning a meteor. And you spend like the last act of the game with a meteor hanging above the earth, like end days kind of scenario. And you've got to find a way to stop the meteor from crashing into the earth. Ah. And and Sephiroth's the bad guy. Everyone knows Sephiroth. Yeah, I'm
0: familiar with him.
1: I just, it's so funny going through the game and knowing everything about that character afterwards as well and seeing how much that character appears all throughout gaming like all Mm. throughout he's he's one of the most iconic villains of all time
0: is it justifiable or is it just a fan base?
1: well I I don't know this is the thing because in the game like I've seen um, Advent Children which is the movie that came out after this Mm -hmm. Um, I've read heaps I've watched heaps like I understand his relevance but in the game it's it's weird. This game is super psychological. Like it's really, it's very um, heavily inspired, I think, by Evangelion. And it's of that time too. I think it's only like a year later. And it feels very much of the 90s as well, this game. It's it's cool though. It's good. The I, I had a lot of fun with the systems, the mechanics, like the materia system in the game. It's really interesting. You can sort of mix and match abilities and then augment other abilities by like combining them together, which mm. is which is kind of cool. Um I got Omni slash which is like the the heroic move of the game where basically Cloud just slashes something 13 14 times. Um <laughs> doesn't sound terribly exciting, but watch um watch how he does it in Advent Children and you'll you'll understand.
0: Call it the slap chop.
1: Yeah, it's it, it was just good to do. Like I've always been meaning to finish it. I'm I'm very bad at finishing things. I think that's been documented well on this show. Me too. Don't worry. Sorry. Yeah.
0: That's why I play like open world games. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Finish? <laughs> you and I were like uh, of the mobile era where you just yeah. there's no story. You're just constantly doing the same thing over and over and over and over, and over, over again. again. Yep. yeah. 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 Um, and speaking of of the mobile era, uh, I watched a little doco called League of Legends Origins on Netflix. How yeah. was oh,
0: it?
1: This is it's 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 fine it's it's lol propaganda for sure but it's um it's a doco that um that that covers basically the origin of league of legends right through to it becoming basically the game that we know it is now um how that happens steps along the way challenges not so many challenges surprisingly according to this documentary um really no, I'm sure there were, but like, and how much can you really cover in an hour? But basically, um, it, it kind of goes through all of it. It goes through how it first started, how it, its initial launch, the, the, the way the pay, the free-to-play model that they used was mm. not really being used anywhere else at the time and how big a risk That's that true. was. And, and I, I, I can see that point. And then it kind of it shifts into covering it as an eSport and how the rise of it as an eSport came about in both Europe and in in Korea, and Mm -hmm. it's 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 crazy. It's 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 a freaking huge game. Like they they were dropping so many stats in there. Like one percent of the world play this game. Um, they get more esports coverage than like the NBA playoffs and the Super Bowl and the Stanley Cup combined. Mm. It just, it really, you can't, however you feel about League of Legends, you can't really dispute those facts. And it's, it, it is like a nice little reminder that, yeah, okay, gaming, it's this big. It is this big.
0: It's, um, it, like, League of Legends is definitely, like, I'm not incredibly informed about it, but. In being not involved in that game whatsoever, the amount that I know and everything that's connected to it, like, just speaks volumes on how much of an impact that game has on just like mm. the gaming community, and I guess out outside of that as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And look, uh, just on that, talking about um, community. So this this doco is. Like every thirty seconds, they reminded you that Riot was all about community engagement. It was just like shoving that down your throat. But they talk about the toxicity that spawned out of League of Legends, and and they they talk about about it at length. Yeah, they talk about it at length. They do. They do a pretty good job of sort of speaking about it. They have. They actually have uh, a few female um, uh, employees of Riot who are involved in community engagement. Uh, there's a dev talking as well, and they're talking about how they they feel about it personally, and it, it is kind of honest, and it's it's good, it's good to see, it's a good watch. It is a really did, good watch.
0: Did Riot talk about their internal issues? <laughs> no,
1: they didn't talk about their internal. I issues, doubt though, right? they would. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a PR nightmare. <laughs> um But anyway, give it a crack. I think it only runs for like an hour. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Just an interesting insight into um, how something very small from Two Dudes Who Never Shipped a Game became the biggest game in the world. Yeah, that's um, terrifying actually.
0: Is that on Netflix?
1: It is. Well, it's Yeah, it's here in Australia. It's on Netflix. I'm sure okay. you'll have it over there as well. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Give it a crack. Yeah, yeah for an hour. Um, wouldn't mind. <laughs> all right. And uh, with that, we'll head into the news. This week's news headlines. The Death Stranding embargo has dropped, Ali. We are living in a world now where we can learn, learn, learn about Death Stranding and what the hell it actually is and means and the baby and Norman Reedus and all of the crazy Kojima stuff. Mm. Um, now, this kind of doesn't really surprise me if i'm being honest but the reviews are coming out and there are some mixed reviews Mm -hmm. uh, about death stranding did you have any sense of whether or not this would just be like a 10 out of 10 everywhere kind of story or
0: i don't know the based on like how like it, it was constantly pushed and like how the story still was never clear and then like gameplay wasn't always clear i was like i I definitely don't think this was going to be for everyone, but I thought there was Mm. going to be a lot more, like, ass-kissing. Like, I definitely thought there was going to be a lot more ass-kissing. So, Um, I'm actually really impressed with a lot of outlets being as honest as they've been. So, I mean, that's good. But, I mean, from, from what I've read, there's a lot of consistency. Like, a lot of consistency in these reviews. And, like a review that was like higher, like on the like scale that was saying like, you know, like eight out of 10 or nine out of 10 or whatever. I still like highlighting the same things that someone that probably gave it a seven or a six. So I guess that's when you kind of start looking and go, you know what? Just some people like different games. Some people like certain mechanics, some people don't. So, but um, yeah, the, the certain publications and how they've gone about it has been pretty interesting. I know IGN, Copped a bit of
1: flack. It's, it's, it's really bizarre reading some of these comments. So, it's got like, at the moment, it's got like a meta score of about 84, which, you know, neither here nor there, but it's indicative of, I guess, people's attitudes towards this game. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the negative ones that have come out um, Oz Gamers qu- quote, I cannot in good conscience recommend this game to all but the most rabid of Hideo Kojima's work. Uh, And then it goes on to say, it pains me to say it, but Konami may have been a necessary evil for him, a check and balance against his crazy, more self-indulgent impulses. Um, IGN, IGN, who I didn't realize they scored anything under 85, um, gave this a 68. And they said, there is a fascinating fleshed out world of supernatural science fiction to enjoy across its sprawling and spectacular map. So it's a real shame that it's all been settled on a gameplay backbone that struggles to adequately support its weight over the full course of the journey. So, and if you read a couple of these, you, you see that gameplay is really what the sticking point seems to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it did look tough in in some of the gameplay videos that I looked at. When you look at mm. Norman Reedus' character, we shouldn't keep calling it Norman Reedus, but we will. <laughs> um is it running around it? that 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 <laughs> landscape in the fields and being chased by those scientists or whatever it, it did look a little bit janky but i don't mm. know we'll, we'll see i felt that way about witcher the first time i played it believe it or not
0: um yeah i mean the the funniest like i i don't know if it's like it's obviously more of a meme than anything but there's a common phrase that's going around that is apparently based on a review of this game where someone's saying that the story takes off after 10 hours in or something like like something along those lines and if anyone knows me then that is the worst thing to tell me like the game picks up after 10 hours like that like i so i don't know how legit or if it was just like an over exaggeration it probably was but i mean if even if it was an over exaggeration that kind of thing telling me that this game is boring or a chore at the very start that just cuts me off I'm, I'm i'm unfortunately really impatient when it comes to games and if you just don't draw me in and i'm tired i'm bored at this beginning i'm putting the game down and i've got a million and one other games to play though so.
1: like it's i'm sorry i'm just baffled by even this one this one from easy allies death stranding is an easy easy game to complain about or even be angry at but it's also a lot more fascinating than many other more conservative works. And they they gave it a, a 80, 80. Mm. It, he's basically saying, yeah, it's a pass, but like, appreciate it for what it is. 80. That's not an 80, mate. Um, Death Stranding is not an overly strange. Sorry, Death Stranding is not the overly strange, inaccessible walled garden. The marketing campaign has made it out to be 80 by Destructoid. All right. So in a nutshell, it's come out. It's. Not everyone's cup of tea. I agree with your earlier comment. It was never going to be everyone's cup of tea. And I think that it's not necessarily indicative of it being a bad game that these houses have kind of poo-pooed it. Probably it makes me more interested in playing it, I guess, knowing that IGN have really sacked it so badly
0: i, I want to also make clear that ign review was done by someone in australia but for some reason that's linking to the official like ign um ign japan and ign spain i think actually rated it really high like 90 so wow mm-hmm. wow.
1: Well, well, like well. i selective
0: like, yeah ign japan was like talking about how it's a cinematic masterpiece and everything so <laughs> See, it's who plays it.
1: I, I, I'm baffled. i gotta, I got I to gotta play this game. Yeah. Um, moving uh, away from our friend Hideo Kojima, and maybe we'll talk about the Fallout 76 stuff next and we'll just finish off with Blizzard. Yeah, sounds um, good. Th- th- this caught my eye earlier this week, and I think it's a really interesting story because you never really hear much about the C in gaming. Um, so for, for those of you who are, have never heard of the ACCC, perhaps outside of Australia, um, the ACCC is the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission. It's a very official um, group of people who sit around and count each other's money and, 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 and say really weird things and probably talk like this. huh? Um, and they accepted a court-enforceable undertaking that ZeniMax Media misled consumers over their digital rights regarding Fallout 76 and refunds. And they've ordered uh, that, or they've ruled that um, ZeniMax need to refund anyone who made a claim for a refund mm-hmm. for Fallout 76 for not a short period of time either from between November 24, 2018 and June 1st, 2019. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's a pretty amazing thing. So anyone who contacted ZeniMax for a refund. Congratulations, buddy. You get your refund. You don't get to keep your game. Um they'll they'll absolutely ban your game or, or block your, your your account. Um but you get your money back. Um this but is... maybe you don't want it now because they've fixed a lot of this stuff.
0: You'll have to buy a subscription. No, sorry. You don't have to buy a subscription. But um uh... a lovely conversation. Um Yeah. <laughs> um i think this is incredible australia finding themselves um in like gaming like we're having a few issues like with understanding where australia sits with gaming how we feel about it what's censorship how do we handle this but um at least this is more on the positive where they're saying that our consumers are being screwed over so if you're going to supply a product digital game whatever and your game is broken and people want their money back you have to give them their money back you provided a faulty product
1: you bang on i and i i'm actually really happy to hear this too because you see i was about to say you see a trend of like companies misleading gamers or, or customers about what's in a game not really but at the same time you do see games being shipped a little too early like blatantly too early mm-hmm. where things haven't been properly tested where things don't work correctly um in in the absolute fringes of this you see companies just on their own take action and, and decide to refund or pull it from the store you saw that with um what was the arkham game the arkham not uh, arkham asylum but there was a batman game yeah
0: it was the last one that they released
1: yeah it's it's this is a good thing and i think it it really puts developers and publishers in the spotlight again to say you know if you're gonna drop a game make sure it it runs runs exactly the way it should and the way people expect it to Mm. um it'll be interesting we were only talking like last week or the week before sorry i vaguely recall um nba 2k dropping with some serious bugs as well Um, and
0: wwe as well
1: Oh, it was a WWE. I might have confused that. I know oh, it was yeah. one of the 2K titles. Yeah, it was WWE. <laughs> yeah, it was it WWE. Was, yeah, I don't wanna, sorry, I don't want to make out like all their games are busted. But WWE, yeah, dropped with a lot of bugs. So it'll be interesting to see if this has a bit of a knock-on effect mm-hmm. later on um, to the people over at 2K and Take-Two. Um, well, the But yeah, no, this is really cool.
0: The other thing I'd be very curious about is because, you know, ACCC usually looks after like general, like just products, like physical products. So what the ACCC will do when someone releases a game and maybe the game at launch has some bugs or has some issues or, you know, is kind of faulty, but then they themselves, you know, patch it. Or, like, Mm. like, you know, upon purchase it was faulty, but then they patch it or, like, they continue to patch it. Like, it'll be interesting to see where they start blurring the lines there, where if on initial purchase the product was faulty, you know, that's the return. Or if a company says, well, you know what? No, no, we're going to fix it. We're going to patch it. Then they'll go, oh, okay, maybe no. that's just justified. Like, yeah, oh, well, it's, it's an interesting.
1: It's, you're right. You, you're, you are right. It, I, like my feeling there would be that it's, you, you have to just judge it on day one. Like what you told people they were buying and what they bought aren't the same thing. And it doesn't matter what your intentions are. You, you, you made a call and it was the wrong call
0: then that's going to be pretty cool just seeing how they handle it all because i don't how many games do we know now where that, upon release it's not maybe not being 100 percent broken but you know there's bugs
1: yep yep what was the um what was the <laughs> ea one earlier this this year the one with all the javelins, it's javelins. um oh, it begins with i think it begins with a you know, oh, that anthem. game when no one talks about it. Anthem, there the you anthem. Go. yeah, the <laughs> one no one no one's talking about it anymore. Um, God, that poor even game. like a No Man's Sky. You know what? That's a really good point, though. Like a No Man's Sky, that's a great um, uh, example of a game that really turned it around with time, but shipped a completely uh, misrepresentative version of itself on day one.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, go the bloody A Triple C. Yeah. Go you guys, you good thing. Yeah. Um, let's talk about all the BlizzCon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what the what the CEO dude said about BlizzCon at the start. Something about we were we were too slow to react and too dumb to get it right, or something like that. <laughs> something, yeah. It was, um, like, it was
0: along those lines where um, he was essentially saying that they they made like a decision fast, but then they like took forever to kind of react. Um, a lot of people are calling it a half-assed apology, um, although they they reduced his what his lifetime ban to just a year or something. What was it? They've reduced it. They,
1: so they he is, did it a few weeks ago. Well, yeah.
0: he's still technically banned. Um, and then yep. he ended up getting his like prize money, but. Um, I mean, people are still upset, saying he's still banned. Like you're still punishing him.
1: But it's not just him. It's the it's the casters who interviewed him as well when he made those remarks. They're still banned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 so crazy. It's Jalen Brack is his name, and Jalen Brack got on the got on the stage and and gave this half-assed apology that didn't really sort of address anything. It just said, yeah, look, we stuffed up, but um, but and we're sorry, and mm. you. And it was something along the lines of, but you'll see based on what you see here at BlizzCon that we care about you guys. So, all good. All
0: good. Thumbs up. Um,
1: <laughs> thumbs up. Nice one, nice one, Blizzard. Um, there were three huge announcements that came out of this one. There was a WoW announcement, of course. There's always a WoW announcement. Shadowlands is the new expansion that's coming out. But um, more, su- not surprisingly, but more importantly. Uh, Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 finally got announced officially. Yeah. Um, Diablo 4, I I said it to you earlier, but congratulations, mate. You've got a. a, (laughs) Whatever you did, Ali, to get this game moving, you got it. You did it. Um, Uh, I'm running low
0: on blood, but, you know, it finally got there. No more sacrifices. (laughs) Oh, it's so dark. But it's Diablo.
1: (laughs) It looks good. Like, the gameplay trailer looks. Pretty cool. They uh, they said during the conference, Blizzard said they would be uh, going back to its darker roots. Definitely. Which I, yeah, I love because they're way too kiddy for me at the moment across you know, all their titles.
0: Someone did describe it to me as their Diablo 3 being cartoonish. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. But now that I've got like four to reflect on, I'm like, oh, yeah, like it probably was a bit too cartoony. <laughs>
1: But you know what like, really puts it in perspective is Path of Exile. So when you play Path of Exile, Mm -hmm. you see just what Diablo 3 should have been. That's that's my honest opinion. Path of Exile is so much more of a true successor to Diablo 2 than Diablo 3. Yeah. And it's so dark and it's so grim, but it's so good. And uh, this looks fantastic as well. We saw the um, Barbarian Druid and Sorceress. Sorcerer is making a return as well, which is interesting. interesting. Stick with the wizard. You like the druid? Yeah. Yeah. I thought the druid was the barb at the start.
0: Well, because it's the one that turns into like it says essentially Thor. Like like he commands lightning and he turns into a bear.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yes.
1: It's how we roll. It's how druids roll. That's that's a that's a a true D two druid. Is it? Um, Yeah. I'm trying to remember if there was lightning. There was definitely werewolf werebear and there was like an elemental tempest thing yeah i think yeah it was a of like Sorry. axe
0: attack or something like that then he, there was like a lightning mm. command but um mm. we only saw three right three characters
1: yeah we only saw three classes i thought when i was watching it there was like a templar class but mm. it was uh no they, they just showed three so it must have been like a, a sorceress's ability that i saw but um it looks it looks like diablo
0: it does uh, which which
1: is which is a good thing um i just w- i want to see some of the i don't want to ask for diablo 2 because <laughs> you've got diablo 2 but I, I definitely didn't like diablo 3 i didn't like the mechanics i didn't like the way that the skills were set up i prefer i, I prefer the skill point the skill tree i prefer the skill tree okay. um <laughs> rather than the whatever the f- heck was going on there so yeah Anyway, I know I'm just burning you. I'm sorry. No, no.
0: Like, hey, as long as you're saying you enjoy Diablo, I'm usually pretty happy. It's hard for me to kind of, like, look like I have no, like, you know, (laughs) no pressure business. But, like, I bought it. Like, how many consoles? I bought Switch, Xbox, bought it on PC. So, you know, I actually really did enjoy Diablo 3. But now seeing um, the trailer release, it is more gruesome. Like, it's more high definition. It's zoomed mm. in? Did anyone else feel like it was, like, zoomed in? Like, you were just a little bit closer?
1: <laughs> the, the opening close-up on the Barb's head was... It well, was I just, like, me. in
0: gameplay. I think it was gameplay. Right. I just... I felt like it was a bit closer. I probably. Maybe that. Maybe that's no, how they pro- show more detail.
1: Probably right, because they're trying to show it off. They want you to see all the yeah, beautiful um, combat art and, and animations and blah, blah, blah. Ooh. Um... Cool. All right. I don't think we've missed anything else there, other than that it is set, you know, in the years after Diablo Three, and the world's been turned upside down from all the all the holy and hell, hellenic forces. Hellenic? Hell? Not hellenic. Hellish forces. Um, Overwatch Two. Yeah. I I'm so far off the Overwatch map that I didn't <laughs> even expect this to be honest. And I feel like I feel like we've talked about it being in development. Yeah, I never saw this coming. I think,
0: yeah, there was, like, a lot of conversation that an Overwatch 2 was obviously inevitable. Um, Actually, a lot of people were announcing it about being more of a, like, a PvE kind of game as opposed to the PvP we're all used to. Um, Like, I'm kind of like with you. It, It is interesting, but it's like, what could have they done different if they wanted to still continue down the PvP route? Like... They're still using like pretty much the same characters that we can see.
1: Well, on, like... on, on the other side of the office, they're pumping out Call of Duty every bloody year. So I'm sure they can figure out how to re-release the same game year in, year out. I, I don't think they're out of ideas. They've got plenty of ideas. I think that it's it's interesting um, that they've got... Yeah, they're introducing a story mode is, is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, first of all, I have to get this out. I hate this... Game so much, I don't hate the game. I hate the law, and I I really oh. like every time I hear Traces' so over the top Cockney accent. I cringe. I die inside. Like Hello, this don't. is
0: the cowboy's here. Ah, uh,
1: it's so over the top. And like interestingly, watching the League of Legends Origins documentary they talk about how they came up with their characters and they're just pretty honest about it. They said, we created a mood board. We scraped all of pop culture for things that people could relate to. And we basically created characters that at least someone out there can look at this guy and say, that's my guy. Like, yeah, I know this guy. This is something I really like. You That's know? smart. And well, it's the tried and true formula, and it's exactly what Overwatch is. Like, it's exactly what Overwatch is. They've just taken a. Sm- it's it's just a motley crew of of things that uh, someone out there's gonna love. It's great for cosplay, and it's it just means that someone can can just go for the character rather than it coming from. This is me getting on my soapbox, but it's like rather than it being. <laughs> thought out and coming from somewhere organic it's like you just it's nostalgia driven it's like this is what you like based on all the things we know about what game is like so we'll give you this but we'll package it a little bit differently and it's overwatch
0: i mean they were smart in making it like a world a worldly group like like country-based characters so people could have that sense of like attachment
1: that's it but that's that's exactly this it's exactly the thing anyway so i just i think this is just a this game is just to me it's just a, a cash machine and um i couldn't help but feel that way more watching this thing so you've got um you've got new pvp maps you've got new pvp modes like a push mode which seem to look exactly like the the car one where you're pushing something the payload forward and back. moving yeah, the, the payload. payload one yeah um but then uh, new characters new skins and um new now you can customize your attacks and you can level up your characters and all of that is to me by the experience boost by the new uh move skin move specific skin Mm -hmm. um it's just it's just money i i don't know i feel when i see this
0: well i mean you know overwatch has a dedicated community like um you know they've created the overwatch league Although I think that is starting to go down in popularity, I can't can't recall where I heard it, but I think there was a bit of a decline recently. Um, in saying that, though, uh, I mean, if you've got a if you've got a fan base, they're gonna like suck it up.
1: Yeah, Although, yeah. I don't
0: know if the people who are dedicated to like PvP would switch it up.
1: Well, I don't know. Like, it's the- it, 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 it's interesting because it like it. it morphs more into like what a world of warcraft is when you have a pve and a pvp element um Mm. it could like i'm not saying it it couldn't work i'm sure it would be very doable and i'm sure that for whoever enjoys the pvp they would also like the pve um Mm. it's just i don't know it's just overwatch
0: I guess, like going back to kind of how you made a comparison to Call of Duty, there's usually people who just strictly play like multiplayer on Call of Duty, and then there's some people who actually do enjoy the story. So maybe absolutely. that's a kind of angle. Yeah, yeah.
1: no, you're you, you're absolutely right. But those and those stories are really well done. So yeah, they are. they're actually yeah. pretty good. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Shadowlands, the new WoW expansion, got um, uh, its announcement. The trailer features Sylvanas breaking the lich king's helmet which the inner nerd in me is just i don't know how to feel about this uh, at all but it's the new expansion they have to find a way to keep this thing going uh, i saw so <laughs> walking like up that. to ice crowd citadel i'm like here we go again all right <laughs> we're here Maybe, okay right. like
0: I need. I want to know. Like, how does this link to um the release of like the what was it? Is it called Vanilla? Is the uh, the OG like World of Warcraft that kind of got dropped? Like, how does that all link up?
1: So they're They're basically separate games, and okay, the idea, the whole thing about the classic versus um the current, is that. Mm. Is that the classic game? It's a very different game, but also, I think story wise, most people checked out after the second expansion, which was Wrath of the Lich oh, King. Shit. So there's talk about, like, I think his name's Ian Hazakostas. He's the head wow guy at Blizzard. He's talked about potentially releasing Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King, the two expansions after the thing for classic, potentially, if that's mm-hmm. what people want to do enough people are asking for it otherwise it's happy to just leave it and then they'll just keep Mm -hmm. going with this sort of divergent timeline for, for or this divergent path that they've already got with the existing game um but shadowlands shadowlands i can't picture or they i can't really work out in lore where where or what's going on but the lich king is no more and they've opened up a portal to a new world there's four new covenants that you can join and master and uh, four new zones, and that's all we know at the moment. Um, hmm. yeah, I don't know, it's it's just wow, you know, same old wow.
0: Were we given dates for any of these specific titles?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't recall seeing any dates. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, you just gotta get the hype up, right? Like, oh, it's coming, like, <laughs> everything is coming. Well, <laughs>
1: You you yeah. could you couldn't roll up there and, and talk more about Diablo Immortals again. That that was that was off the table. Um speaking of which, Diablo Immortals is still is in development. Yeah, Sorry. they uh they did mention that they've got a few things happening there and uh, it's still coming and blah blah blah. So for all you Diablo diehards out there who wanted this, it's coming. <laughs> it's it's coming. Apparently it's taking them years to develop. The game that has been released a thousand times before on mobile, um, yeah, Lineage Two. Just play Lineage Two. Don't worry about it.
0: Hmm.
1: I think that's it for us in the news. Unless yeah. you have anything else.
0: No, everyone. To cover you, the one thing I was gonna bring up, only because it's kind of more your kind of thing, is everyone's been talking about Gwent. There's something about Gwent being, of either available, free to play, <laughs> on mobile, like. like yeah, oh, it's free to okay. play on mobile. Oh, so, and I might
1: actually give that a, a try this week. I, I yeah. it was hard for me to get into Gwent in The Witcher.
0: I think I remember you saying
1: something along those lines. It's it's a, it's an interesting game. Um, I'll I'll download it. I'll definitely play it. It's free to play. What what what, what could possibly go wrong with me in a free to play CCG?
0: <laughs> Next week, I don't know how, but I've dropped twenty bucks on this
1: game. <laughs> I'm 10 grand in debt. I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, go and check out YouTube forward slash we are a bit for a whole bunch of cool video content. We've got half informed reviews. We've got, you know, we've got 151 videos now. The same Ooh. number as Pokemon. And I don't want to hear a thing about there being more than 151 Pokemon. Real Pokemon. That's what I'm talking about, Nato. First one, five, one are the best um, you can also go to 8bit.net and uh, check out a whole bunch of our other brothers and sisters in our podcasting ranks. Um, we just did a a comedy rewind episode this week, Ali, yeah. uh, Brendan and I, and Jono on There's Something About Mary. Oh, nice. <laughs> which is the best, which is by far the best. I love this film and I love... Love talking about it with uh, with those two blokes. Every second of that was so good. Every <laughs> gag in that is still hilarious.
0: It's been a while since I've watched that one.
1: <laughs> it holds up. It's, it's $5 in Australia to rent on Google Play, uh, but it's worth every cent. It's worth every penny. And yes, I didn't download it illegally. I paid $5 because I'm legit now. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly 30, legit um what am i missing you can go to patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit and help support the team here help support the the boots on the ground miss ali hart she's doing a tough over there in, in california she needs a hoodie she needs a hoodie <laughs> and who's gonna who's gonna help her with that hoodie you patreon supporters are and in case you want a hoodie in case you want a hoodie you can go to our our uh, our merch store which is what the fuck's our merch store
0: store envy and <laughs> so just check out we are 8-bit at store envy
1: check out we are 8-bit at store envy and uh you can you can help pick out a nice hoodie for miss ali heart <laughs> i don't think there's anything else are you to begging say people i'm not no no you're not out here begging people no 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 you're you asked me to do the begging i'm begging for you um anything else to do before we sign off for another week miss ali heart
0: Oh, no, that's uh, that's it for me.
1: No, all right, and that's it for me. And for another week, this has been episode one seventy one. Much love. Stay hungry.